Hello there. My name is Stuart Fernie, and I want to welcome you to my series of reflections on characters and themes in some of my favourite films. I will also present thoughts on a handful of literary works, and there may be the odd vaguely philosophical piece as well. On this occasion, I'll be discussing the tone and film noir roots of Michael Crichton's entertaining but underrated period heist film starring Sean Connery, Leslie Andown and Donald Sutherland. At the risk of stating the obvious, we watch different films for different reasons and to satisfy different desires. We may watch to be inspired, challenged or educated, but I imagine we all have a number of films we know we can return to again and again if we want to relax, be entertained or have our spirits raised. For me, these films include the early Bond films, the French comedy Le Dini de Con, and the first great train robbery. While the first great train robbery may not appeal to everyone, it's been accused of unfolding at a leaden pace and is not punctuated with spectacular action sequences every few minutes, I appreciate and enjoy the carefully constructed and finely honed script, which shares the adventures and misadventures of a small band of rogues as they contrive to steal a fortune in gold bars from a moving train in the England of 1855. This witty, playful and self-aware piece of entertainment is built around three main elements. Film noir roots, conspiratorial humour and joyous performances from a cast who seem to love the material with which they are working. Truly amusing comic film noir are very rare and are to be savoured. I can think of only a handful of films that toy with the existence of morality without indulging in a moody and perhaps unsettling or grim tone. Films such as We Are No Angels, Kind Hearts and Cornets and Arsenic and Old Lace. In our film, no one is truly innocent or worthy of admiration. Behind the facade of Victorian uprightness, virtually all the characters manipulate and conspire to further their own ends with little thought of compassion or consideration for others. We are in classic film noir territory, in which it is every man for himself, as all do what they can and must to survive, though this is presented in a light-hearted way. The absence of morality and adherence to truth and trust is gently and playfully alluded to frequently in the course of the film. Charming conman Edward Pierce smiles broadly and answers no when lady friend Miriam asks if he ever tells the truth, his ironic response leaving us and Miriam none the wiser and inviting us to treat with suspicion every utterance from this master conman. Toward the end of the film, when Pierce is asked by the prosecutor if he had no moral misgivings or sense of misconduct when planning and executing his crime, he replies that he doesn't understand the question, suggesting no recognition of societal codes, legal or moral, and a devotion to self-interest. The audience is involved from the start in the film's criminal scheme, and is introduced early on to Pierce's cold-hearted professionalism when he regards the death of a co-conspirator as a mere setback in his plans. We effectively conspire with our charming rogues as the details of the plan are revealed to us and we share complications, disappointments and successes, all laced with a conspiratorial humour, comments and reactions that gently mock other characters and whose meanings often only we in the audience will truly understand. Characterisation, along with audience engagement, are developed as the plot, involving the copying of four keys, unfolds. Each mini-episode takes place at a fairly leisurely pace, and focus and suspense are maintained by wit, character and story development, rather than spectacular but often mindless and contrived antics, 
we see so often in modern adventure thrillers. The tone is kept light, entertaining and playful, though there are moments of tension and fright, especially during the heist itself, and this is reinforced and enhanced by Jerry Goldsmith's excellent musical soundtrack, which does much to set the mood of the film. Michael Crichton's direction may seem laboured to some, but it plays on the pace of Victorian life, prudish and hypocritical outlooks, and the game of manners of the time, all gently mocked and used to deliver a light comedy adventure told with the oblique engagement of the audience. The alluring Leslie Andown reveals impressive comic timing, yet is convincing in more serious moments, while Donald Sutherland seems to thoroughly enjoy his turn as enthusiastic but perhaps not too bright Agar. For his part, Sean Connery displays a comic touch and conspiratorial humour that made his Bond films original and enduring, and these qualities are perfect for his role in this often underrated film. My thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you find it of some value. Please join me again soon for discussion of more films and books.